Welcome to an owner's guide for your life. The podcast that combines psychology, coaching, common sense, and fun. I'm Tracy Browning, an entrepreneur, life coach, and lover of people. Now, let's talk about how to live, love, make money, and change the world. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Got a quote for you. Don't cling to a mistake just because you spent a lot of time making it. I ran across that quote on Facebook and of course, author unknown, we don't know, but we've, <laughs> you and I both have probably heard a lot of people who've said something like that. Don't cling to a mistake just because you spend a lot of time or money or energy making it. Well, what this made me think of is an entertainment center. Now, <laughs> uh, you probably, if you don't have one, if you haven't had one in your house, your parents or your grandparents probably have. So you're probably, you could be picturing it right now. I am picturing the entertainment center that my in-laws bought decades ago. It was beautiful oak. And you know, it, it's this big piece of furniture that's made to hold your TV and your stereo system. So that kind of dates it too, right? Had some drawers to hold odds and ends and <laughs> probably your VCR tapes. Ah. Anyway, my in-laws entertainment center, it was a nice piece of furniture and it served them well over the years. Then this was before flat screen TVs were around where we just, you know, mount them up on the wall. And oh, so, and my father-in-law, he talked for years about getting a bigger TV, but he'd never do it. Well, why? Because a bigger TV wasn't going to fit in the entertainment center and they'd paid a bunch of money for it. You know, it, it's a nice piece of furniture in their living room. And the thinking was, well, we've got it. We got to use it. And I totally get this kind of thinking because I like to be thrifty and not wasteful and make the most of what I've got. So I get it. But now both of my in-laws have passed and we've sold their house. And in this process, we've had to get rid of all the furniture. So we had a yard sale. The entertainment center didn't sell. So I called Habitat for Humanity's Restore. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll come pick up all the furniture and household items. Anything you want to donate, we'll pick it up. So made the appointment. They <laughs> came to the house and they took everything except the entertainment center. Then <laughs> they, they said, you know, people just don't buy them anymore. So we can't take it because we're not going to be able to move it off the floor. So next... We had a family member who does woodworking and likes to repurpose stuff. So he said, well, I'll come by and take a look at it. And so he comes by and he's like, yeah, maybe I'll be able to do something with it. Well, he starts looking at it. Turns out it's not even completely made of real wood. A lot of it is pressed wood, which makes a strong entertainment center, but it's not any good to a woodworker. So he said, well, I'll help you move it out to the curb. So that's what we did. We move it out to the curb. Now the curb <laughs> is where we have put out so much junk. 
Okay, one man's trash is another man's treasure. We have seen it played out repeatedly with all the stuff that we put out. People who are thrifters, people who like to scavenge and resell and repurpose and, you know, take scrap stuff and just, you know, either do something with it themselves or sell it off or whatever. Oh, we have seen so much stuff that we've thought, really? (laughs) You wanted that mop handle? Okay. So, we move it out to the curb. The entertainment center sat out on the curb for days. Still no takers. So, finally, the town's coming to pick it up because that's what they do. And they're just going to take it to the dump. So, there's the story of the entertainment center. Now, I am not saying at all that my in-laws shouldn't have bought the entertainment center or that it was a mistake. It did exactly what they wanted. It was a beautiful piece of furniture. It looked good in their living room. It had their TV, their stereo. It had, they got their money's worth of function and pleasure from that entertainment center. But that brings us to the point of how do you know when to let go? You know, we never pressed it with my father-in-law because, one, it was not our decision to make at the time then. And two, he wanted to think about and dream about a bigger TV, but he just wasn't ready to make the decisions needed to let that entertainment center go and replace a smaller TV. And that's perfectly okay. But this is good encouragement for us to think about what are we holding on to that doesn't serve us the best anymore. You know, knowing when to quit, that is a skill. It's valuable information. It's it's important to be able to come to those decisions about when do I quit? When do I stop? You know, you're probably familiar with what's called sunk cost fallacy. Now, you might not know it by that name, But you understand it. You hold on to things even when the cost outweighs the benefits because we've already put time or energy or money into it. So take a few minutes and think about what's your entertainment center? What's the equivalent? What are you holding on to that isn't really serving you best these days? Is it a way of thinking? Is it a relationship? Is it a job? What is it? Because stopping to take a look and evaluate and be aware of what's going on in our life, that's that's how we improve. That's how we really become the life owners and the life livers that we want to be. So think about it, friends. What are you holding on to that's not serving you the best? Maybe it did. Maybe it served you beautifully before and you just need to tweak it a little bit. (laughs) Or maybe you're going to wind up putting it out on the curb and ain't nobody going to take it. Wherever you fall in this, think about what you're holding on to that doesn't serve you. 
and fix it. It's up to you because you are the owner of your life. Now, let's go live, love, make some money, and change the world.